the Women Changing the World podcast, a podcast on a mission to bring you some of the most amazing women I know who are doing incredible things to generally make the world a better place. From corporate sustainability to straight up magic and everything in between, you'll meet the real life humans who are birthing the new. I'm your host, Liz Best, and I'm here to amplify the stories and voices of women who are changing the world. to get right into it. And before I do, I think it might be helpful for me to share for anyone who's newer to me or newer to my work or newer to our community, just like a very, very short TLDR of what my uh, my business journey has looked like to give you a little bit of context for this conversation. Uh, so I started my business back in January of 2020, which was so cute of me. I thought it was going to be a very in-person business. Um, I was really picturing like gathering women in person in the Bay Area. I joined the cutest ever co-working space and um, yeah, I was just really gearing up for an in-person executive coaching practice. Of course, the pandemic hit about six weeks in and I had to reorient everything, not that there was a lot to reorient, to online very quickly. Um, and over the past now almost three and a half years, um, you know, I started out with a one-on-one -on -one coaching practice, uh, and then at the end of 2020, introduced my very first group coaching program, uh, which itself then evolved into my first ever what I like to call a hypermind, which is a hyper-focused mastermind, a short-term mastermind focused on a specific topic. Uh, which for me was, uh, it's called Magnetic AF Today. Uh, it's a personal branding and thought leadership hypermind. So really bringing together women from across the impact space, um, entrepreneurs, people who are in-house, people are just looking for an upgrade or update to how they're showing up online and in person. Um, that program, um, again, initially run, I think, summer, spring of 2021 was truly me like dipping my toe into facilitating a mastermind, which again was like really the dream from the very beginning. And it gave me the confidence to fully launch the Girls Club Mastermind uh, in fall of 2021, right around the same time that we launched this podcast, which is crazy to think. It's been about 18 months since we first started on both of, both of these journeys. And over the course of, you know, I continued to work one-on-one -on -one with clients and over the course of facilitating the mastermind, I've just been really blown away by the potential for transformation, the potential for deep, meaningful, authentic relationships, for just what happens when women show up for ourselves and we show up for each other. And I found like as the mastermind containers were like concluding, one, I really didn't want them to end <laughs> selfishly. And two, um, I know that like it's not always the right time to be in an intensive container that's like a big time commitment focused on like growth and calling in your next level. Like sometimes we want like a little bit more of I would call like a maintenance option. I was also finding that I love introducing people. Um, it's one of my favorite things. I am a not at all secret matchmaker. And I was spending a lot of time making introductions, like introducing badass 
change agents to other badass change agents. And I was introducing people from different cohorts of the mastermind. I was introducing my one-on-one clients to a lot of people. And I, I had actually a couple of people approach me and be like, you know, this is really great. Like you, the introductions you've made have been like game changers. Have you thought about doing something like this at scale? And it was like one of those things where it's like I'd been thinking about it for a while and having other people also have the thought sort of gave me the nudge like, yeah, I think it's time. So a very <laughs> long, what's the, what's the expression? Um, short story long, uh, <laughs> long story short. I went about, I would say started in earnest in fall of 2022, started to really think about what a community inside my business could look like. And I was really inspired by the work of Tatiana Figueredo, who was on the podcast this season, and all of her thought leadership and her approach to building a community business, which I will say is different than adding a community to your business. It is truly putting community at the center of your business. And the more I learned about community business models, the more for me that really felt like where I was headed in terms of my work, in terms of my calling, in terms of what I wanted to create in the world. And I got started, I guess, a little bit more officially <laughs> in, in the fall of last year um, in taking her course and really like reimagining both my brand and the Girls Club Collective brand and really reevaluating like my tech stack and so many things. So <laughs> we've been building and unbuilding so many things for the past six to nine months. So the moment when we started this season of the podcast, I was actually just like getting ready to launch the first ever cohort of the Girls Club Collective, which is, if you don't already know, it is the intentionally intimate personal and professional development community for women changing the world. As a new-ish, like, well, no, just new, (laughs) as a new community business leader, uh, I really wanted to like talk to other people who've been on this journey longer than me or who are also thinking about this journey or just people in my world for whom I know community has been a game changer in one way, shape, or form. And it's been really, really fun to have these conversations. It's really honestly inspired me along the way. And I also wanted to offer a little peek behind the curtain of what what the process has looked like over here while you've been listening to these incredible interviews with these amazing and brilliant change agents. So what I will say is that really changing my business model at this point, you know, really like three years in, the metaphor that some of you may have seen me share on Instagram and I've talked through with a number of people in my world of what it has felt like uh, to do this work is I have had the distinct feeling. um, I've got a nature metaphor for you. So (laughs) I think I kind of had this moment at the end of last year where I was like looking at my garden in my, let's say in my front yard and the garden was beautiful. Like it was beautiful. I there was a lot that was going on. There was a lot that was blooming. There may be like a couple fruit trees in the corners, kind of like anchoring things down. And then in between, it kind of felt as though I'd like just planted like every seed of every like flower that had like caught my fancy 
over the last three years and and they were like blooming and it was like doing okay. But what I realized was that if I wanted the things that I really truly loved to thrive, to not just like survive and do okay, but to really thrive, that I needed to basically like dig up a whole lot of what was in the garden in order to give the important things the space that they needed to bloom, to thrive, to like really live into their potential, I guess, if you will. And it's one thing to talk about focus, right? It's like, it's one thing to talk about just picking one key offer or a couple key offers and like, really narrowing in and like letting go of the the shiny objects. And it's another thing, let me tell you, to actually do it. (laughs) So the feeling that I've been having over the past few months is like, I feel like there are these beautiful things that I love that are no longer serving me. They are not serving my business. They are not serving my clients. And I've had to make some tough decisions and let a lot of stuff that I've been like lovingly watering and tending to for a long time, I've had to dig it up and I've had to let it go so that the things that are really, really important have the space that they need. I'm going to be honest. It has not always been fun. I feel like I have been growing in a lot of ways as a business owner, as a CEO, I've been doing, as of the time of this recording, a lot of math (laughs) on the back end of like assessing like what my business needs to look like to be sustainable in the long term. There's so much that goes into like offers and pricing and infrastructure that at least for me, when I was first getting started, I was really like not thinking about. I was thinking about like, can I do the thing that I love? Will people invest in themselves and choose to work with me as I do the thing that I love. And that was like kind of it. (laughs) I feel, I mean, that totally wasn't just it, but what I found as a result of like that approach, and I think this is partially just like, at least this has been my experience of like sort of quote unquote growing up in business yeah, I just feel like I've really been at a point where I'm like, okay, it's, it's time. I need to have a mathematic (laughs) approach and like scientific approach and an informed approach to how I'm structuring these things. And I think when I first got started and I still like so identify with what has always been important to me in running this business has been like bringing the feminine energy, bringing feminine leadership principles, honoring intuition and bringing all of that to life through this creation And I think right now I'm just, I'm, I've been really in like the masculine side of things of order and structure and organization. When you think about those two types of energy, the feminine energy and the masculine energy, a lot of what I feel like I have been doing and embodying or aspiring to embody and and growing, you know, was really on the feminine side. And this year I'm finding that like in order for the feminine collective to thrive, I'm also really needing to bring in the masculine structure and I'm not going to lie. It has not always been fun. And I have been really confronted with a lot of stuff. (laughs) So it's interesting because the words that come to mind to describe this chapter for me in some ways, which I think 
runs counter to what I've been building, but also from an inner season perspective has felt very true is like, and I know there's like a whole body of work on this that I'm not referencing as I say this, I'm not well educated on this phrase, but the phrase that like I have heard in the world that comes to mind as I think about this is like, it's almost been like a fertile void kind of space where I have, again, had, had been digging up the soil, have planted a few things, but I'm like feeling like I'm like a little in the dark. Um, it's like a little bit like the darkness before the dawn. Um, if you're a Florence fan, I feel like I've had a number of things that I've witnessed in the past few months that have felt and like that I've observed is like, oh, wow, it is always darkest before the dawn. That really does seem to be the case. I know it's been the case in my own life and business in a lot of ways. And I feel like lately has just been like such a fertile void feeling season in learning all of these new things and like holding space in a new way and showing up as a community leader, which is so different for me um, from how I've maybe shown up as a, as a coach or as a consultant. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned about community leadership is how important it is to like show up as a real person, to not show up like you have all the answers, um, which I like a hundred percent identify with. And I do think when you're showing up as a coach, I mean, first of all, you're clients have all of their own best answers. But I also think that I have felt an obligation to show up at like 90 to 100%. And the reality of community leadership is like, it's messy. We're learning. We're all in this together. It's like not as a leader to be up on a pedestal, but to take the responsibility and also really empower the people around you. Yeah. So I just feel like I've been going through this like big, 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 (laughs) big growth spurt. I think I still have more to go. I do not think I have arrived. I've also been recognizing the extent to which this is all like in service of like both my highest good and the highest good of my clients, because I really do strongly feel that when I am in a place to report back from this, which I don't necessarily feel like I'm there right now. I feel like I'm still very much in it right now. Like I feel like I'm going through this so that I can help other people navigate it. And so that I can give them the shortcuts that I maybe haven't always had along the way. But trusting the unfolding, I think is lifelong work, at least for me. And this is just that the season has just been a big reminder of the extent to which like holding the vision and also surrendering to letting it come to life, how it's going to come to life is like, it's just part of how, it's just part of how these things work. The other thing I wanted to share, someone pressed me the other day on a call in an interesting way um, about like why this is important to me. And I think it's important to keep in mind, especially like when we do something that challenges us or is hard, like everyone, hopefully everyone listening to this podcast knows that I am all about letting it be easy. I am such a fan of letting it be easy. Um, I also think sometimes like there's room for us to choose our hard. I think almost always there's room for us to choose our hard. Sometimes life just serves up hard stuff and it is what it is. But I think especially in our work, we get to choose. We get to choose which hard we want. And I think sometimes choose whatever hard we choose, like I think it's just important, at least it's been important for me to choose it 
with intentionality. Anyway, I was I was pressed on kind of why I've chosen this hard. Like why why am I building this community? Why am I running this business? Why am I doing this work? And if you've again, if you've been listening, you know a lot of the reasons why we started the Girls Club Collective. And we'll include a link to the episode that has a little bit more detail on that in the show notes if you want to go back and hear a little bit more. And I, I mean, obviously I've shared some today as well. And I shared that with this person and she was like, no, 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 no. I want to hear like why this is like really important to you. Like the personal part of like why this is important to me. And I've been thinking about that question a lot because I mean, I have, I have a lot of answers, right? <laughs> I have a lot of different versions of answers. Um, you know, I've been doing this work for a long time now. I know how lonely it can be. I also really, really, really believe that we need a new model of leadership that does not pretend to have all the answers, but that relies on a collective to solve these challenges. And those are definitely like two big pieces of the puzzle. I also think it goes back even further for me. I recently had the privilege of doing uh, the death meditation with Jade Electra, which is an incredible experience that I got to have live in Marina Del Rey a few weeks ago. And part of the journey I took with her was really going back to my childhood. I have not, I don't really talk a lot about my childhood. So (laughs) many people listening may not know this about me, but like I did not have a particularly happy childhood. I was actually really sad as a child. Um, I was, I mean, I had my sisters, but otherwise it was mostly me and my books for a lot of my younger years. We moved and I don't know, there were a lot of other reasons that I'm not going to get into now, but yeah, friends when I was little was not really a thing. I actually had like a horrific friend breakup in like second or third grade with the person who I thought was my best friend that really, really traumatized me. Then I proceeded to have like a couple other like really traumatic friend experiences actually when I moved to California for sixth grade. I had this like weird (laughs) meteoric rise to popularity because I like quote unquote dated this guy who was very popular and we were like elected like Duke and Duchess of the Dance, whatever that meant at the time. And then shortly thereafter, we like broke up. I'm using air quotes because like, you know, we really just maybe held hands a couple times and like called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, But after we ended that, this really popular girl like decided that everyone should hate me. And so I went from having like a really like I thought like a good group of friends in my new school and really feeling like comfortable and at ease. And this, this girl had transferred for a year. And when she came back, she made it her mission to like make me miserable. And I was like really bullied for a good chunk of junior high. And I think a lot of my favorite people also were bullied in junior high. Chances are good often if you weren't bullied in junior high that you were bullying people in junior high, at least in my experience. But yeah, I mean, I think that left a pretty strong imprint on me. And when I got to high school, I actually, um, because of like school districts, went to a high school where there were not many people from, from my really tiny junior high. That was really like the first time I had the experience of like having a group of girlfriends who like really I felt close to, who had my back. And it was 
it was like a revelation. It was really, again, truly like in so many ways, like the first time in my life where I felt seen and loved and accepted for who I was. And oh my goodness, thinking back on these people, like I feel like I like learned how to have fun. I saw myself in a whole new light. There was actually some pretty traumatic stuff that happened and like breaking up that friend group later as well. But I felt like the seed had been planted in that when you have a group of women who have your back, it is the biggest life upgrade. And I feel like that really informed when I went to DC for for college. I went in thinking like my first priority in college is I need to make find and make a really awesome group of girlfriends, which I don't think that I had ever like gone into a new situation in my life before with like that as the clear priority. And I like kind of marvel now looking back at like 17 year old me that I was like wise enough to know that that was what was going to make or break my college experience. But I did. I met some incredible, incredible women. Um, (laughs) My freshman year of college was like, kind of a nightmare for other reasons, but not that. (laughs) I met some awesome women uh, who are some of whom are friends to this day. And then when I actually transferred from DC back to Santa Barbara, again, I feel like that was such a priority for me to really get grounded in my female friendships before adding other things like romantic relationships and stuff into the mix, which is saying a lot because I was very, very, very boy crazy when I was younger. (laughs) So... So yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to like really those high school, college years when I really realized like actually having a great group of women around you is the biggest life upgrade. It really continued into my 20s. I feel I got really lucky in that my first corporate job um, was a department of like so many incredible women, so many incredible women. I was just surrounded by some of the most badass role models. Also met throughout the years, a lot of other really cool change agents at other organizations who often it felt were like the only people who really understood what I was going through um, in terms of like how how hard this work can be, burnout, feeling underappreciated, not getting promoted when you think you should be promoted, having your budget cut, like working around the clock, being stressed out all the time. having to prioritize work over your personal life or choosing to prioritize work over your personal life. Um, I really feel like some of those conversations often like late night post-conference or post like working group meeting were some of the most meaningful conversations like that I was having about work and sustainability and like what it meant to do this work and what personal sustainability meant. And so really like that's was again, like a reinforcement of like this idea that having amazing women who you can call when you're having a bad day, who understand why so-and-so redlining your ESG report in the 11th hour is like your absolute worst nightmare. Like having those people made such a huge difference in doing the work. And then also, in entrepreneurship, I feel like this um, it's persisted in the sense that over the past three and a half years, the people that I have met along the way who are in similar moments, whether they're like running similar businesses or maybe they've been running their businesses for a really long time, but they're also making like a pivot or maybe they're just getting started. But having people around who understand 
the hard parts. And not to say, like, I also have many friends who I deeply love who haven't done this yet and who are there for me in so many other ways. And it has just been so additive to feel like there is like, that there are women in my universe who, when something icky happens or when something great happens, I can tell and feel like they will fully appreciate and see what that thing means has been like, if I didn't have that, I don't know that I could still be doing this at all. Um, to just be very frank, I think that that is like the only way <laughs> that entrepreneurship is sustainable for me. And I have found that I am like by far the happiest running my business. The more people I have around me in my world who are a part of the journey, whether that is other entrepreneurs around me, whether that's like my friends who are cheering me on, whether it's my amazing clients, the amazing members of our community and the Girls Club Collective. We don't need to go it alone. We really don't. And I also feel like I'm someone who felt so alone <laughs> when I was younger. And in so many ways, I feel like my life and my work have just been like such a love note to the power of authentic, meaningful relationships with other women the power of feminine leadership, and the importance of collaboration in doing meaningful work in a personally sustainable way. So now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> if you can't hear it in my voice, it's definitely there. But yeah, I mean, it's it, this this journey in, in my business is Honestly, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, and I keep waiting for it to get easier. There are moments when it feels easy, and I am also always working to remind myself to let it be easy when it can be. And I'm so, so, so grateful to every single person who is listening to this podcast, who has shared this podcast, who has come to a workshop, who has sent me an email, who's replied to the monthly meditation, who's shared something on Instagram or liked something on LinkedIn or told your friend about what we're building over here or extended an invite to another badass person to join one of our events or webinars. I really couldn't do this without all of you. And what a wild ride <laughs> it's been so far. So um, again, I think I'm going to record an episode that talks about some of my favorite learnings from this season. So keep an eye out from that for that. Uh, and then the other thing is that we will be taking our annual summer vacation this summer, um, which actually means that I will be going back into the recording studio to talk to some totally amazing pinch me guests. You are not going to believe some of the people who have agreed to be on the podcast next season. I am screaming. Um, so, uh, so we'll be recording new episodes this summer and we'll be back in the fall with a whole new season of the Women Changing the World podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Keep an eye out for our favorite lessons from the season. Um, and I cannot wait to share more magic with you this fall. Is Network on your 2023 to-do list? Hi there, it's Liz. If you're liking our conversation and our approach to personal development, career advancement, and living a life that turns you on, I invite you to join our community, the Girls Club Collective. 
We are the Intentionally Intimate Personal and Professional Development Community for women who are changing the world. Instead of asking for a seat at the table, we decided to build our own. Like most change agents and rebels with a cause, you don't often have enough hours in the day to change the world and cultivate a strategic network. If overwhelm has become your second language and you're feeling tired of trying to convince your own marketing team to actually read your ESG report, you're in the right place. We know that sometimes trying to make a difference can feel like being that one person out on the dance floor trying to get the party started. And that's why we created the Girls Club Collective. It's where women changing the world organize and all you have to do is show up as yourself. We are the anti-establishment version of the Boys Club, reimagining ambition and leading the movement of meaningful work fueled by moxie, strategy, and a little bit of magic. That means you not only gain access to a community of people you need to know, you'll also take a look at how you can grow as a leader, what you really want, and why your dream of living by the beach and working for yourself isn't as crazy as it sometimes feels. By offering monthly peer advisory, salons on timely and relevant topics, networking power hours, and more, the Girls Club Collective is your extended team, your extra brains, and an energizing environment that is geared toward your personal and professional growth. We believe that changing the world is a team sport. Join the collective designed for exactly that and use the code PODCAST, that's all caps, PODCAST, for 10% off your first year of membership. You can find the link to join us in the show notes. And I cannot wait to see you in the collective. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Women Changing the World podcast. Please rate and review the Women Changing the World podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Liz.Best, that's L-A-S dot B-E-S-T, or you can find me on LinkedIn by searching my name, Liz Best. Join my mail list by visiting ElizabethBest.com slash monthly meditation, and you'll receive all the latest updates on events, retreats, and opportunities to work with me plus a monthly love note from my heart to your inbox. I am so excited to keep in touch and I'll see you in the next episode.